With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio. Hey everybody, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Down to Earth. This is the show in which we get to talk about the issues that matter. And today, it's the fifth day. I'm sorry, today is the fourth day of January, isn't it? Yeah, kind of is the fourth day of January or the third day of January, rather, because Friday was the first. Gee, I've been on such a break, I've even gotten my dates messed up. But today being the third day of January, it's also the first show for 2021. Happy New Year. And I'm so glad that we crossed over and we made it. I don't know about you, but towards the end of 2020, I found myself, of all things, just giving God thanks that I made it, just giving God thanks that we made it through 2020. And here we are, we've crossed over into 2021, and we're looking up. We're going to look up this year, starting this year. Let's start the year right by looking up. It's been a tremendous year. 2020 was, that is. That was the year in which the earth literally shook. The whole earth, all of humanity has been impacted by the COVID-19 virus to the extent where we don't know where we were going or coming. We thought if we shut down for a little bit, maybe that would have contained it. But then you had other people who became resistors, not just here in America, but all over the world, to the very idea of shutting down. People felt like they were free and they should be free. And after all, this virus does not affect them. It only affects some people. And they keep ignoring the signs. So it became a fight. Literally, what we saw was a fight between good and evil. The interesting thing about that, the, the, the thing that was dynamic about that is that the fight between good and evil, actually, the people who were supposed to be the good, the Christians, the evangelicals, those were the people who would, you would think would be the good. They were the very people fighting the science fighting against shutdown, fighting against measures to control the virus. So the people like you and I who are standing on the fridge saying, I can't believe you guys would even do that. They were the people who were, well, we're here to defend freedom. There will be no freedom if we're all dead, dude. There will be no freedom if we're all sick or two years from now, people wake up with comorbidities that happen as a result of the coronavirus. In just a few months, we would have reached 10% of the U.S. population would have been infected with the coronavirus in just a few months. We're at 20 million cases right now. If, as they say, there are 330 million people living here, that's what they say. If there are 330 million people living here, 10% of 330 is 33 million, right? Okay. We're at 20 million right now. There are going to be that many cases in just a few. So I stopped by this morning to talk to you a little bit about what to expect in 2021. What what are we going to expect? What are we going to see going forward? 
And how will it change? We're, we're pretty sure right now that the political landscape has changed. The elections happened in November 3. Just ignore all the pandering and the postulating and the pontificating. On come Wednesday, January 6, the Congress is going to vote to certify the election results. That's the way it has always been, and that's the way it will be. That's how it is. The interesting thing about that is that the people who are contending that election, some of those people were voted in on November 3. So if the elections for Donald Trump, because everybody was on the same ticket, weren't they? It was one ticket. We didn't have separate elections for congressmen and senators and presidents. No, we didn't. We had one election ticket. So if that same process decertifies Biden and certifies Donald Trump win, then by the same token, it decertifies every other Republican. So they need to shut up. They don't have any sense. They don't think things through. They get caught up in rhetoric and the personality of a man who does not give one flying fig about anybody else but himself. The problem with Donald Trump is his ego is too big. That's his biggest problem. It's his ego. He can't imagine that having been president of a country and the most important country in the world, he's now just going to be president of a social club. You know, it's that thing uh, where when people retire and they move to Florida and they, they, they run to become president of their little club in their little uh, retirement community. That's what Donald Trump is afraid of, that he's going to be sidelined and look like a fool in front of the whole world. And he's not going to be the big bad guy in the room anymore. So his big ego, that's why he ran and left Mar-a-Lago. It wasn't anything to do. He just looked around and said, are you kidding me? This is what I've come to? leave Mar-a-Lago on New Year's Eve because he had to go back to Washington. No, it's because he looked around and he said, I can't believe I'm stuck with these suckers and losers. <laughs> but it is what it is. That's what you played at. You played at ego. You didn't play to win. You didn't play at making a difference. Ever, It's a life lesson for the rest of us. What do you want to do? You want to make a lot of money? How about being significant? Being significant in the long run matters more than running to just be known. We get caught up in the lights and we want to be seen and we want to appear to be important. And we want people's perception of us to reflect how we see ourselves. I am important and you should look at me like that too. And then we forget that the real reason that we get involved in the activities that we get involved in is to make a difference. I'll tell you this much, being significant is a greater purpose and a greater calling than it is to be successful. Because what is success? Success changes depending on the person you're talking to. For a lot of people, success is reflected in the ways that you dress, in the, way, in the cars that you drive, in the homes that you live in, and you don't even know these people are balling on a credit card. You don't even know that they're stressed to the max, stressed out, living from day to day, barely being able to afford their mortgages. But here you are thinking that that is the epitome of success. People are so stressed, they can't even have sex with their wives. They can't have sex. They can't focus. They can't relate to the people around them. But that is what we call success. That's what most of us define as success, having a lot of money. It's perception. Donald Trump played that, played that role very well. But that's not what success is. 
Success is being able to stay in the game and being significant. There are a lot of people who are successful whom you will never see their names in life. But they're successful because they helped somebody else. They're successful because they achieved what they set out to do. They may never be a world changer, may never be on the world stage. Nobody may ever know your name. Your name may never be in life. But you're still successful because you did what you said you were going to do. And that's a word for somebody. So today I want to talk about what's going to happen in 2021. What can we expect? I mean, I took a break. I had to take a mental health break. And I say that with all equanimity, because the stresses of the time were too much for me. In the midst of doing that, my grandmother died. I think it was like the 15th of December, four days after my birthday, my grandmother died. So on top of the stresses of the post-election circuit, the stresses of the coronavirus, the limitations that it has placed on our basic life functions, going forward, we were facing a new year. Then a new strain of the virus came out. On top of that, my grandmother died. I had to go back and deal with the grief of losing a a parent because she helped to raise me. And you had to deal with all of those associated situations and circumstances with that. On top of that, you learned about other folks that you know who have contracted the virus. It's kind of hitting real close to home. And you're sitting there saying, nearer my God to thee? I don't think so. Not right now. Not anytime soon. Not anytime in the next millennia. Please stay away from me. <laughs> I kid you not. And you have to sit down and you, you, you start thinking, well, let me start stacking up. Where's my health insurance? In, in the event that you start doing more research into the COVID virus, because you're like, what if? Because there's so many people around me whom it is coming close to, that I have to start saying, am I really going to stand here and believe the words of Psalm 91, that a thousand shall fall at thy side, but 10,000 and 10,000 at thy right hand, but shall not come 90? Am I really going to believe that? Or am I going to give in to the hysteria that is surrounding this virus? And just when we thought, well, the vaccine is coming, so it looks hopeful, they stopped rolling out the vaccine because the president, the man who is still sitting in the White House, is throwing a tantrum because he didn't win the election and he wants to punish the whole country for not feeding into his demagoguery. Like, seriously, you can't even grow up and be man enough to accept the fact that nobody likes you as much as you want them to. And people got tired, even the people, the Republicans who put up with you for four years, they eventually got tired of your tantrums. They got tired of your erratic behavior and were like, dude, no, just quit, just go. At this point, he has worn out his welcome mat in Washington. Most people choose to live live gracefully with a legacy in mind. They're thinking long-term. What will history say about me? Because history is being written as we speak, right? Two years from now, they're going to say the Trump presidency, the Trump administration. Most people think in terms of longevity. This dude is thinking of the moment, saying things like he saved NBC. Now, NBC is not even my network. I don't even like their programming. But seriously, to say you saved NBC, you saved NBC because you threw tantrums impacting public policy that impacted the lives of people, 330 million people right here and others around the world. 
If America had handled the coronavirus properly, the world probably wouldn't be in the shape that it is in because the world was looking to America for leadership. But when the coronavirus, hi, Brother Fuge, Happy New Year, dude. Thank you. We made it. We made it. We crossed over. Come on now. So give a shout out to yourself. We made it, right? If we had handled the coronavirus properly, as other countries were looking to us to do, we probably wouldn't, the whole world wouldn't be in the place that it is in. Just think if there was a Barack Obama. If there were a Barack Obama as president, maybe a Bill Clinton, maybe a George Bush even, right? Imagine how different the handling of the coronavirus would have been. Just imagine how very different. From get-go, they had a plan. From get-go, they would have known how to stop it, to mitigate the impacts on us. And if it mitigates the impacts on us, then naturally it would mitigate the impacts on the people around the globe. Now, control. Can we just, just admit it? If we don't admit that it is out of control, it is going to fall us again. We have to accept that the virus is out of control. Now we have a new strain that is 70% more effective at contagion. Hello? It is what it is. You know what that is telling us? Friends, be very careful. You can't afford to go out without a mask, and we must go out because we can't stay prisoners in our homes. We have to go to the grocery store. Some of us still have to work outside the home, right? We have to go and buy groceries. We have to go the little myriads of things that make up daily life that you, you can't write down and put a finger on. Look at how 2020 has closed businesses around us. Y'all, you remember we, how we were, you know, in our big country, in our big cities, in our small, smaller cities and our small towns? We were divided into communities without even realizing it. We gathered at the same coffee shops. That's where we met for coffee every morning. So you got to know the faces. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Right? We met at the dry cleaner. We dropped off our clothes on certain days, picked them up on other days. We also met at the pharmacy when we went to pick up prescription or just run in to get a tube of toothpaste or to get some toilet paper. God knows, right? We also met at the grocery store. We met at the gas station. Hey, how you doing? You get to know the person who you are pumping gas across from. These were the little things that brought us a microcosm of the country and our society that brought us together as a community. We lost that connectedness. It, it, I don't know about you, but it freaks me out to believe that almost 400,000 people have died. And I'm still thinking those are 400,000 individuals whose lives were connected to other 400,000 people, whose lives were connected to others. Those are friends, co-workers, grandmas, grandpas, aunties, uncles, grandpa, pop, pop, mom, mom, all sorts of connectedness, the human chain of family we have lost. It is unquantifiable, and I dare say we all need therapy. Even our therapists need therapy, and we all need therapy because we are severely traumatized. And just when we thought, if, if Donald Trump would just sit down and shut his mouth for a minute and just top with the pandering to control the media, to be always be in front of the media, if he could just shut up for a minute, just maybe, just maybe, we can actually sit down and say, hey, maybe... There is something to this. Instead of him being a leader enough to tell his followers that, you know something, I may have been wrong. 
I don't want to tell you I'm wrong, but I do need to wear a mask when you go out. It would serve to mitigate. You know, people still gather together on New Year's Eve. Did you know that people still gathered on New Year's Eve? People still went partying on New Year's Eve in the midst of this pandemic. So watch for that surge. So we're going to have two surges running congruently in a few. The Christmas Day surge, because people went and hung out with family, they did tell us don't hang out with people whom you're not in the same household with. So we went and we congregated with others, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And now we're going to have the New Year's Eve surge because people went and parted. People were walking all over Las Vegas, all over Miami. People were just walking around, no masks on, no social distancing, jumping up and saying, Happy New Year. Are you kidding me? So watch for that surge to come. My daughter tells me, my youngest daughter tells me that uh, on one of their social media portals, uh, a young lady, uh, they went to a Christmas party, a New Year's Eve party, that apparently they all were invited to, but she didn't go, <clears throat> obviously. And she said that a couple of days later, it happened Thursday night. Yesterday, the young lady was posting that she's not feeling herself and she's not feeling well. And my daughter was like, girl, you have COVID, go get tested. And I'm like, so people went out? <laughs> people were at parties? She said, you would never believe, mom, the number of people who went on parties on New Year's Eve. So you got to ask yourself then, 2020 then, one. So 2021 is 2020 all over again, 2021. 2020 set us up for 2021, 2021. Because now, in a few weeks, it is now the first week of January officially. By the middle of January, around about the 15th, 17th, and so on, you start seeing the surge from the coronavirus. And the new strain of coronavirus. I am so sorry. You lost your grandfather on 1220 cents. Oh. I am so sorry. I know what that feels like because I lost my grandmother. It was crazy. I am so sorry. And like you, I opted not to take a flight either. I said the same thing. And everybody was, I said, I'm not telling you how to live your life. You can go and get on a flight <laughs> and go wherever. As for me, I am not doing that. I said, he's gone. I told myself, I told everybody, I said, she's gone. I can't bring her back. She's not going to know whether I'm there or not because she's gone. The person, what is left laying in that coffin is in no way a representation of who she was to me. So it makes no sense to place me and my children and my family in danger just to go attend a funeral. I'm like, next year, when this is all over, January 2022, I said, we can all get together and memorialize. But right now, just put her away, and then we get together. Everybody is in disagreement. I'm like, have it your way. I'm going to do it the way that God says to do it, right? I am so sorry that you lost a loved one. You almost didn't make it the morning. I, I'm waiting just in time to see myself headed to, oh, the, oh, are you serious? You awaken just in time to see yourself headed for a collision from your neighbor's work truck. When you said be safe, whoa, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood. I, I surround you with angels. This is a little bit like what we're going to have to do 
going in to 2021. Do you see what I'm saying? We're going to have to be so connected to one another because when I look around me and I listen to, do you, would you call this, I don't know, for me it's common sense because it's as basic and I've learned now that common sense is not common. But for me, it's common sense. If there is a virus, whether you want to call it the coronavirus or whatever, if there is a virus out there, right? And if the virus is telling you that, if the virus is telling you from all indications, the same virus has been present for nine months, they have done nothing to control it, right? Okay. What does that tell you? Common sense tells you it's going to increase exponentially. One, okay. Number two, common sense also tells you that you have to be even more careful because there are more people who are going to have it. Okay. If they tell you that there is a newer strain of the said virus that multiplies even more quickly, what does that tell you? Watch the hell on out. So why would I or you, if you are using your basic common sense, put yourself in a position where you are likely to be more exposed? Doesn't make sense. Oh, thank you. My words were prophetic to you. Man, I tell you, that was something. Jesus. Right? So this is, you know, we'll talk about the prophetic some other time. We can always have that conversation. Anytime you're ready to have that conversation, we can have that conversation. Because if I ever tell you some of the stuff, you would literally, believe me, even I sometimes, I tell myself, don't say a word. Sometimes I tell myself, zip it. Don't say anything. In fact, some even sometimes my family members will tell me, don't say anything. Don't open your mouth. Don't say anything. Right? But think about it. What are we going to do? What's, good? What's likely to happen in 2021? 2020 all over again. One time's over. Is 2022 going to be like 2020? Who knows? Twice over. Is 2023 going to be like 2023? Times over. What does that tell us? That in 2021, we have to do every darn thing we can to mitigate and control the virus. It is not the time for us to go gather in public spaces en masse. It is not the time for us to go run around and carry on like fools. It is not the time to go out in public. Don't let them tell you anything else. Listen to the science. If you don't believe in science, just look at the facts. The facts are when we started 2020, we didn't have the virus in America. We ended the year with almost 400,000 people dead from the same virus. What does it take for us to get it? At the beginning of 2020, I told you all about the prophetic dream I had in which I went to the book of Exodus and talked about the 10 plagues. I talked about that in one of my broadcasts in February of 2020. I said that it was going to come. Listen, don't feel bad. My own family laughed at me. My own children, when I told them, let's go stock up and buy stuff, they're like, mom is at it again. Mom is over. Within a few months, they were like, okay, let's hit it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I've said many things over the years that sometimes they happen quickly, instantly. Sometimes they take a while. This was one of them. And I'm very, very... I'm not worried about what Trump and his friends are planning to do on the 5th of January, on the 6th of January. Certainly the Democrats are going to pick up those two seats in Georgia. That's a given. 
but I'm not worried about what Trump thinks he can do. The season of rebellion will catch up with the people who are going to do that. The very same way that they're plotting to overthrow the legitimacy of someone else's election will be the same way their own will be contested in just a few. People are going to slowly go around and contest the legitimacy of their own election. So let them set that up. Mitch McConnell was wrong to have, see, the whole thing was political from the very beginning. The, the Republicans wanted control of the government. Trump was their ticket to doing that. And so they let Trump do. He was like an errant child whom they couldn't control. You know, when you have a two-year-old, you love him and you like him, but you can't control him, but you're annoyed at the same time. And you just, some days he just irritates the heck out of you. So you just give him what he wants just so he can sit down in a corner and not do anything else. That was Trump and the Republican Party. So they let him have his way. Okay, you're in charge of the Republican Party. After all, the person who is the president is in charge. They let him be. And then there came a time when they were like, if we really can find a way to get this guy out, let's just do that. Too little, too late. Because you gave him all the power. Some of the stuff that Trump is talking about, he knows what he's talking about. When he said he could have the electors overthrow it, yes. Because guess what? That's what they did for him in 2016 because Hillary Clinton won the, 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 the popular vote. If she won the popular vote, she should have gotten what? The electoral college votes. But what happened? They overthrew it. They did the same thing in 2016. So Trump naturally thought if he brought them all to the White House, he could have gotten them to do the same thing for him in 2020 that they did in 2016. He's literally telling us how they won. He's literally telling us how they did it. Now, he's the guy who needs to be careful because he has exposed their secrets, right? So how much longer do you think they're going to put up with him? He will find out. Because that's not how this really works. You don't mess with powerful people like that. First of all, it's not the president who controls America anyway. We all know that by now. It's the people who are hidden behind whom you never hear of, will never see. They're the people who determine who wins, who doesn't win, who gets, who doesn't get promoted. I don't know why we're all pretending. It is what it is. And we go along with it because it works. Because we like living in a free society. We like living in a country where it is predictable who the president is tomorrow. It is predictable who the president will be the next day. It is predictable that the guy sitting in the White House won't be ousted by some other dudes wearing fatigues. That's what we like about it. We like the fact, like my cousin said a couple nights ago, we were talking about the new year. And she said this, that made me really sit up in bed. She said, I can't wait for America to get back to being America so I can enjoy living again. I can't wait for it either. That's my hope for 2021. At the very least, we control the virus, mitigate it so that it does not have the impact that I foresee that it's going to have on people. So people are saying, well, what do you think is going to happen? 2020 all over again, one time's over. If we're not careful, and from every indication that we're seeing, there's not much left to say. We're going to have a season of turmoil. They're probably going to, the new administration is most likely going to shut the country down. They're going to have to shut the country down. They're going to impose restrictions on travel between states. States are sovereign, so, they're going to, so it's going to be up to each state to say, well, if you live here in Michigan, I suggest you not go to Ohio nor Indiana. Don't fly over there. 
the country should have imposed a shutdown on travel, on international travel, and we missed that opportunity. So we said, finally, we said, okay, we're going to demand that people coming from the UK. It's already too late. We should have shut down everybody coming from everywhere. Hello, it's too late. They're going to find more and more instances of that new strain. And guess what? What's the story? They don't have what? A vaccine for that. It's a new season. It's one that we are learning. Our actions have reactions. We are learning the impacts and consequences of our actions. The people who got excited in 2016, who thought they were electing a white man who looks like them because they were tired of the black guy who was running the country. They didn't like the fact that their country was being run. It's not just their country. It's all our country. But they just felt that they wanted a white man. Let me tell you a story. There's a story in the book of First Samuel about a group of people who lived in biblical times named the Israelites. You've heard about them. Yeah, they're kind of related to the people who are currently in the country called Israel. Yeah, those same people, descendants, they're the descendants of those, right? They were scattered all over the world for a period, and then they got back. Those people complained at the time. God didn't give them a king. He gave them a series of prophets who lived and who enacted. We are behind the curve. The billionaire do not want it shut down. Thank you, baby boy. Say it, right? We are behind the curve, <laughs> right? So those people, they wanted a king. So they went to the prophet and they said, well, we don't understand how everybody else around us has a king. We want a king. Where is our king? The prophet said, God doesn't want you to have a king because a king is not, necess- is not what his plan is because God could see the king wouldn't work. They insisted on getting a king. God sent them a useless king named Saul. Remember him? What did Saul do? He led their country into war for the 20 years of Saul's rule. The people were continually at war, destroyed their economy, created upheavals until tribes fought against tribes. When the people cried out, God said, you said you wanted a king. I gave you a king. Now, what will you have? Will you take my king? If I send you somebody, will you take him? God sent David, little guy who was nobody. They tear him down because he was short. He had a limp because he used to fight beers and things in the wilderness. They hated him. But that was whom God said would lead you because he's a man after my own heart. You know what they focused on? Well, David, uh, he kind of liked Bathsheba and... No, don't focus on that. God said, if he's a man after my own heart, that means he's not going to send you into war. This is America. What did they say? They wanted a king. There was a black guy running the country. He didn't lead the country into war. He made peace with everybody. He distributed the wealth a little bit better. I don't agree with him on everything. I thought he should have slapped Wall Street some more, to be honest with you. He should have slapped down the big banks. Yes, he should have. I didn't agree with him in everything, but he said, these are our enemies. Let's make peace with them, sign an accord, and hold them accountable to it so we can live in peace. No, some people said, no, we want a king. They saw a guy coming who said, I can be your king. After all, I used to play king on a reality TV show. I can be your king. It looks, there's nothing. I can do it. The guy even sat on a gold toilet, you all. That was his throne that he was reigning from. So they chose a king who sat on a gold toilet. For his throne. What did you think was going to come out of that? 
wars and rules of wars, poverty 20 times over because he changed the tax code so much that you and I are taking home less money than we used to. But the billionaires, as my friend just said, the billionaires got richer during the pandemic. The billionaires got richer while the people were suffering. Somebody said this. They went to a Trump rally in Georgia, and the reporter said, I'm puzzled as to what these people get out of it, because there was nobody in that crowd who earned more than $400,000 a year. And yet they were there maskless and supporting him. Again, why? Disobedience. They want a king. They want a king, so God sent them a king who even sits on a gold toilet. We all know what happens when we sit on the toilet. So if that is your throne that you are reigning from, God help us all. And God really did take his hands off and let the people and the king they chose to lead them. Look what it has done. It's led us down the garden path. Look what has happened to our country. Look what has happened to our world. You realize what we're heading into in 2021? Boris Johnson just released a statement saying tougher lockdowns are coming in his country. At least that's a leader who is leading. He said tougher lockdowns must happen. America is not broke. America is not poor. America does not lack resources. Why on God's green earth have we not shut the country down and paid people to stay home? Why? Because we have this seditious thing in us and rebelliousness that we must rebel and we must be free. Be free in your home. Be free on your two square of land that you live on. Be free in your apartment and say, thank God that you can breathe. Because right now, my friend, there are friends. There are people in California who can't breathe. There are people in California field hospitals. There are people running from California into Oregon and running up into, into, into Washington because they can't breathe in California, not because of wildfires, but because of the coronavirus. There are people trying to leave California because it is so bad. What do you think is going to happen when the virus first came to America? It came through California. That was the portal because they wouldn't shut the borders down. They wouldn't shut the country down. So all kinds of stuff has come in. So now what's going to happen? Only a matter of time before it just and just spread right across these United States. What's going to happen? Are you going to be here? Will you be here to look me in the face in just a few? Talk to me. Will you be here? What are we going to do? Are you going to still walk around and people going to still walk around like it's my country and free? Free where? Without a mask, we're all going to pay the price. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. I ain't lying to you. I'm just grateful that I'm still here. I'm a perfect witness because when I started talking about this, nobody listened. I'm nobody. You don't see my name on CNN. You don't see my podcast on CNN. You don't see any of that. They're not interested in listening to me because we're a nation that is so caught up in our rebellious nature. We don't want to hear the true word. You want us to listen to them preachers who are grifters, who are telling people, send me a seed. I was watching a Christian TV show a couple nights ago. I was channel surfing. I couldn't believe this Negro is saying in the midst of a pandemic, send me a $70 seat. I wanted to call him up and say, get the hell off the TV. How dare you take money from the people in the middle of a pandemic? People are out of their homes. Show me how many people you have housed. Show me how many people you have saved their cards, saved them. But you are telling people to send you $70. That's the level of depravity that we are in, the level of so consumed with our own power, 
so consumed with our own greed, we have lost touch with humanity. We have lost touch about what it means to be human. Forget God. Nobody cares about God. Who is God? I am my own God after all. I walk around and I just talk like this and this. I am God. That's how we act. And we can't save anybody. Can't save a darn soul. Right now there are people backed up and jacked up in hospitals on breathing tubes. You all want to hear a story? One of my friends has his wife sick with COVID since the 5th of December. Are you hearing me? She still can't breathe. Still struggling to breathe. It's taking prayer and prayer. Went to the hospital. They sent them home. Her blood oxygen level was, you know, something they could live with. It was at 95. That's why they sent her home. I'm like, I plead the blood. I'm praying that her blood oxygen level eventually goes up until she can breathe. She's a normally healthy person who runs and jogs. Come on. Are you hearing me? Her husband got it, then gave it to her. This is the reality that we're living in. And people are still grifting off people. I'm about, you know, something you've now convinced me. I'm going to call that preacher out. If I turn on the TV again, I'm going to call in and say, get that lying thief off the TV. People are in a pandemic and you are asking people for money. Y'all are liars and grifters. People are without their homes. Losing. Do you know what it feels like? It was New Year's Day. New Year's Eve, I'm sitting down enjoying dinner. It was New Year's Eve with my, with my children. And I, we were sitting there, and my daughter just suddenly said, what about the people who won't have a home tonight? Where are they going to eat? Are you hearing me? I couldn't eat anymore. It, such a thing overcame me. I broke out in hives and started sweating because I said, somebody out there is experiencing this. I had to beg God for mercy so the effects wouldn't be mitigated on me. Come on, people. How are we going to be? How can we live? And you wonder what 2021 is going to be. You think that if you raise a glass to 2021, that it is going to stop any of the disaster that's coming? Think again. We haven't seen anything yet. They haven't fixed the climate. What is going to happen when the climate crisis is compounded by the virus? What's going to happen in the spring when the floods in the Midwest start from the snow, when the snow starts melting? What's going to happen when people have to move out of All those people who voted for the red states, all of them, What's going to happen? Who is going to come and save them? The billionaire who is going to go back to his club in Florida where his daughter bought a $30 million property. You don't even have $30 to rub together, but you're voting for a man who can buy a house for $30 million. Y'all are, are just jacked up in your realities. What are you looking at? You need to look at people who are closer to you. That's what America was founded on. America was founded on the principle you elect somebody who is like you. You don't elect somebody who is a billionaire. Would you elect Bill Gates? Would you make Bill Gates president? Would you make Warren Buffett president? Would you make Zuckerberg president? No, because you think they're billionaires and they're out of touch. Exactly. So how are you going to be, how are you going to elect somebody who is more out of touch with your reality? Unbelievable. Let me read what some people are saying. Send me a seed. They're releasing the resources. The average American follows our eighth grade education. Lack of knowledge equals destruction. You speak all facts. Pastors want to get but never give. Oh, my God. These mega churches should be sending direct checks to their parishioners. Their money is their God. So many don't believe until it hits their family. It's so disheartening. I haven't seen anyone in my neighborhood without a mask in months. 
I haven't seen anyone in my neighborhood without a mask in months. It is unbelievable. The spiritual stronger than natural. Many people are following the natural. You are right. We are so out of touch. How, my friends, how? I need you to talk to the people whom you know. And they're not even going to listen to you, so don't even waste your breath. You know what you do? You talk and you pray for your family and pray a hedge of protection around yourself. Ask the God you believe in. Ask the God I believe in. His name is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the one true God. His son is Jesus Christ. Ask him to protect you. That's what I had to do. Listen to me. My daughter works in a place where somebody, the person sitting right next to her, got the coronavirus. She didn't get it. Are you hearing me? The person right next to her, they moved the girl two weeks before and put her in the same, same office, the same cubicle space, the same interior little office space. My daughter did not get it. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing saved us but that. Because at the beginning of the pandemic, I told my children, it's not going to come near us because God promised. It's either you believe or you don't believe. I can't convince you. Unless you experience what I'm talking about, you can't know what this is. So let them make fun. Let them laugh at you. But you know, at the end of it, you're going to be the one who stand up in Psalm 91 and says, a thousand shall fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come nigh me. And I say this to all of you, with everything that I believe in, you need to go back to the store. You need to start stocking up again. You may have gotten relaxed. Don't be fooled. Go back and buy up the stuff. Go buy the painkillers. Go buy the stuff for sniffles. Go buy the paper, the hand towel. Go buy bleach. Go buy those things and stock up your freezers. Go back and buy the food because it's coming again. And this time they may have to spray from the air to get rid of the virus because the virus was unleashed from China. They let it go. It's like a biological warfare. That's what we're in. And they know it. That's why Joe Biden said the darkest days are ahead of us. They shut him down after that. They don't want him to talk about it. They want you to go out there and tell people it's going to be all right. Friends, it's not going to be all right for a while. The darkest days are in front of us. Are you hearing me? Because China unleashed the virus again. Why? Because this man who was elected president, whom they wanted as a king, who sits on a gold toilet, he went a mess with China. Over the years, America didn't mess with China. America kept China as a trading partner and said, let us be kind to our enemy. This is one enemy we tread carefully with. This dude has no consideration, no experience in foreign policy, said he was smarter than the generals and the diplomats, the people who have been doing this for 30 years. He's smarter than them, right? And he didn't listen to anything. He went a mess with China. China is a sleeping tiger. You don't mess with a sleeping tiger. You ever seen those things on National Geographic? You ever seen the lion just sitting there looking? You don't mess with him. You just walk right past him. China is a sleeping tiger. You don't mess with a sleeping tiger. He went and woken up the devil. China unleashed the virus. It blew in the air, and they knew exactly how to do it. They sent their agents to come over with it, and we, now we are here. And guess what? God allowed it. Because the preachers who claim that they are Jesus followers, right? The same people support Israel when Israel is ready to start a war for no reason. I don't know why. The same people who sleep with children, the same people who make sure systemic racism and structured racism stay in place. 
those same preachers, and then you have their black friends, the ones who, like the one I saw on the Word Network, who are uh, asking for a $70 seed in the midst of a pandemic. I will be calling himself out. I will be calling him out. How dare you? When the black community and communities of color suffer the most, people are evicted, sleeping on streets, their children subject to being trafficked, and you are over here telling people that they must give a $70 seed in the midst of a pandemic. I know they're all telling people, give me 10% of your $600 check. I know they are. I know they are feeding on grandmas and grandpas and pulling on people's heartstrings because people have a love for God and feel like they need to help. You know, they want to help the people really believe that the preacher is taking the money. No, the preacher is taking the money so he can live behind a gated community. So when the rioting starts, he doesn't have to worry. He's going to drive straight home in his Escalade, straight up to his gated community. And you who just gave him your $60 won't have Jack to go run down to Costco or Sam's Club and go buy some bleach to save your life. Go buy some bottled water and store it up. Are you hearing me? Go buy your laundry detergent and store it up. Buy those things. Some buy some food, put in your freezer so you can have something. If you can, buy some rotisserie chicken that's cooked and freeze it. If anything, you just get cooked already. You just take it out and de-thaw it out and you're good to go. I'm warning you all, it's coming. It is coming. It may not happen January. It may not happen February. But when this new strain that's going around the globe, when it is unleashed, March or April, watch out for it. It's going to be something else. That's what 2020 has in store for us. It's 2020 all over again, 2021 all over again. It's going to be some time before they get control of this virus. It's going to be some time before they bring it under subjection to science. It's going to be a long time. It's going to be a while. Eventually, by the end of 2022, they'll have some sort of control by the middle of 2022. No, you're not going to hear the politicians tell you that because they don't want to tell you that because eventually the economy and commerce is going to say, we have to get people moving again. So they're not going to tell you that, right? The, of course, the virus does not exist in China because China killed everybody who, who had the virus. You're not, you understand that, right? When China discovered the virus and realized the virus was unleashed, China killed everybody. They just put everybody in a big gas oven and just kill everybody off. They didn't tell you that. They shut it down and blocked the satellite so you couldn't see. If we had a different president and he was reading his intelligence reports, he would have known that. But we had a president who was too busy chasing the ratings because he lives in New York, not in the United States. <laughs> so he was be, he's still in a reality TV show by NBC. He's not running an actual country called the United States. China shut the whole country down. They killed off everybody who ever had the virus. Killed them off. Burned the place down. Burned everything. Burned the buildings and tore everything up. I know this because I know. Are you listening? Are you listening? So here we go. I got to go. It's time to go. It's 2021. God save us. The Bible says in Isaiah, behold, I do a new thing. Are we even ready for that? Maybe the new thing is for some of us personally, we're going to do new things. But I'm going to pray for all of us. I'm going to pray that we hear, that we become hearers and doers of the word. I'm going to pray that our hearing, our spiritual sensing increases so that we divine the time and we see where this is going. Forget all them preachers on TV. They're all living gated communities. 
They're all rich and enriching themselves and continue to enrich themselves. They're grifters. They're, they're no different than Donald Trump. That's why they're not criticizing him, because they're no different. And frankly, <clears throat> according to the tax bracket that Donald Trump implemented, they benefited from that. So they were getting back million-dollar tax returns that they never received before. So they're not speaking out against Donald Trump because he's a man after their own heart. That's something we're going to have to get into in 2021. We're going to have to repeal those tax codes because they're punitive. They're taxing the American people out of their wealth and prosperity and making the country now. They're leveling it so that everybody is down here and only a few are up here and the preachers are in league with it. You really think they're called by God? Tell them, come talk to me. Guess what? They won't. They won't come and talk to me because when they look at me, they know exactly who I am. They know exactly what voice is speaking through me. So they won't talk to me. They won't. They didn't before. They're not going to do it again. But they do know who I am. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? So I'm going to pray right now on this, these last few minutes. Next time I will be on air, it's probably going to be next Sunday. If all goes well. And I mean, if all goes well. Why do I say that? Because January 6th is a tipping point. January 6th is the tipping point whereby they're going to insist that they take certain action. Now, constitutionally, it's not going to happen. That's what we need to understand. You don't have to panic or worry about it. Constitutionally, it's not going to happen. There are still some good people who are not going to vote for it. But the people in the streets who are willing to listen to the king who sits on a gold toilet, that's what we need to worry about. Do you understand? So hopefully we gather together again next Sunday in peace to living in the peaceful America we all love. God save America. God bless the United States, and God bless America and Americans. My name is Harry Kimmick. Thank you so much. As we leave this broadcast, I pray for peace over all of us. I pray for God's protection be shed abroad on all our lives, that our lives be touched by the living God, the true and living God. I pray that our blood in our bodies will rise up and overcome and fight every disease every virus in the name of Jesus. I pray that God will cleanse the air and the atmosphere of any space that we're going to go in in the name of Jesus. I pray that angels encamp around us and speak to us so that we divine the time and divine the spaces and the people whom we come in contact with. And I pray to keep the United States of America, the United States of America. Thank you so much, everybody. My name is Harry Kimmer. Thanks so much for being my friends this morning. Thank you for your contribution. Thank you so very much. God bless us all. Be blessed. It is as down to earth as I can get. Thanks so much, everybody. Be blessed. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.